Fearless family, welcome back to another episode. We are up to episode number seven now, which is incredible. Only short little episodes just to keep you engaged, keep you listening, I guess, because I didn't want to create a podcast that you listen to one person for 45 minutes to an hour. I don't think I could do that myself, which is why I just wanted to create the short little episodes and go back on short little moments in time to give you an insight and hopefully keep you engaged for that period. So today, what we're going to talk about is my under 15. So my last episode yesterday, we spoke about my under 14's journey, going through that, coming back from a broken ankle, which put me out for the season, was truly heartbreaking because football is everything to me at this age. And all I wanted to do was play and help my teammates out. And I couldn't do that. So coming through to the next year, under 15s, this is where things start to get a little bit more serious. So we play some SANFL football. For those that are in South Australia or Adelaide, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You come through your development squads in under 13s, under 14s, under 15s. And I was lucky enough as a 14-year-old playing in under 15s, got invited out to the under 16s squad at Glenelg. So They'd select a handful of bottom ages is what they'd call it. So when you're a couple years below your or a year below your age group, I was lucky enough to be one of them. Go out to the Glenelg under 16s where we'd start preseason in November. And this is the first time I'd ever started football that early. Normally we wouldn't really start until the new year coming through as a young kid, but as you get older and older, you start earlier and earlier and it come, things become a little bit more serious. So that's exactly what happened to me. Was really grateful for that opportunity to be able to prove myself at such a young age. And it was through, the, through these years, you go through a lot of different changes. Everyone develops at different rates. Everyone matures at different rates. There's a lot of comparison between yourself and the next person standing next, next to you, whether that's a teammate or or the opposition. There's so much comparison. There's so much talk at school and those sorts of things. That's one thing I hated about school was just everyone comparing themselves to each other, everyone wanting to be the cool kid of the school and those sorts of things. It's something that I really, really didn't like. Um, And going through this period, that's one big thing that I did struggle with was comparing myself to other people that I knew who were playing at other clubs that were my teammates who were in a better position than me that might get a few more kicks than me on the weekend. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. So going through that little period, I was lucky enough to play a handful of games at under 16 level as a 14-year-old. And the gap between a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old at that stage for me, because I was a little bit of a late developer, was pretty big. And I was scared. I was timid looking back on it now. And honestly, I don't know how I was playing sort of at that level because early on, I definitely wasn't performing that well. And it's something that I spoke regularly about with mum and dad after each game. We'd sort of go through, see what they thought of the game, see what I thought of the game, how I played. And I wasn't really performing at the level that I wanted to. Obviously, that fear of getting hurt was a big one, being so skinny, so light frame, coming up against bigger bodies and just wanting to fit in because I was a 14-year-old playing with guys that were either a year or 
two ahead of me and I just wanted to fit in. And I think that's natural. It happened to my younger brothers as well. But my biggest piece of advice is go out there and show them your strengths. I was afraid to show them my strengths. I was afraid to take the game on because I was scared of my teammates yelling at me or scared of what my teammates thought of me. So I just wanted to fit in. But to break that barrier, play your game. You're in that side for a reason. That would be my biggest tip for a 14, 15, 16-year-old coming through and you're playing against guys that are older than you or you're playing with guys that are older than you. Go out there, play your game because you're in that side and the coach knows that as well. You're in that side. If you've got a good coach, they'll be telling you this as well. Go out, play your natural game. Don't worry about having to stand a meter in a different position just so the coach doesn't get angry because if you're going to get the ball at the end of the day, they're not going to be that mad. If you're going to run inside the 50 as a winger and kick a goal, they're not going to be that mad. And it's something that I struggled with growing up coming through was just trying to fit in. I feel like because I had a little bit of a name and I didn't want to tarnish that name, I just did whatever I had to to sort of scrape by and yes, make the teams and that sort of thing, but just scrape by and wasn't brave enough to put myself out there and play some really dominating footy, which I know I could have. And towards the back end of that under 16s year at Glenelg as a 14 year old, I started to play some better footy because I started to get a little bit more comfortable, release the shackles a little bit and just say, you know what, I'm not playing the best footy that I would like. I'm just going to go out there and play footy. And the last couple games of under 16s probably secured a final spot for me because I played some good footy and I got into the best players and those sorts of things. So being able to release those shackles and try not to worry too much about what other people think is going to progress your footy a lot quicker and it's going to make you grow up in the real world as well and it's what I love about sport is there's so many different dimensions and it can help with so many different areas in life not just the exact moment that you're living now but you'll look back on it in four five six ten years time and go wow that that taught me so so much Um, but yes that is the biggest piece of advice for that because we also had an under 15s carnival as well and going from under 16s to under 15s you're obviously expected to play really well because you've played against older kids. All right, now you're coming to play against kids that are your age and you're expected to just dominate, go out there and play. And that's exactly what I expected of myself. And I probably didn't put in the work on the footy field in terms of work rate to be able to make the most of those opportunities. I just thought it was going to come to me. I thought the ball was just going to land in my lap and I would go out there and do my thing because I have played at a high level. I don't think that switch of getting to every contest uh, was at the level that it needed to be. Um, And that sort of affected my under-15s carnival. Was lucky enough at this age as well to also play in the under-15s state team. So we went through a trial process there. And uh, whenever a state trials comes around, you always get super, super nervous because you want to perform and you want to play well, but you've got a limited time to do that because some of them may watch your SNFL footy, but for other people, it's just what they see on the day and they make cuts straight away. So if you don't impress straight away, it does make it really difficult. And I was, yeah, lucky enough to make that state team. And I can't remember... I spoke about James Rowe a little bit in my um, previous podcast 
and I can't remember if he made that team, but made that team. Again, same thing. You come up against the better players in the state, and I always struggled because I just wanted to fit in because I was playing with blokes that, one, I've never played before. I don't really know that well and just wanted to slide them through for whatever reason. I feel like there's a subconscious reason that I was doing that, and maybe I'm still not aware of it just yet, but for whatever reason, I would never play that well in the state carnivals. I look at myself now and I go, I love the big stage. I want to play in front of thousands and thousands of people. And I love when heaps of family and friends come and watch and I try and perform the best that I can. But back then I was just like coming up against better plays was for some whatever reason, just took me down a notch, took my confidence out of me. And confidence is such a big thing in sport and you need that. So out of this podcast, what I want you to take away is you're not going to play your best game every game. That's just, it is what it is. But if you're consistently not performing and you're wondering why and you feel like you're just trying to fit in, what I will say to you is you are in that side for a reason. The coaches see something in you for a reason. And if you need to, go and ask them. Go and ask them why you're in that side, why you're in that training squad. What do they see in you? And what they see in you, that's what you want to show to them as much as you can, all right? Prove to them that your strengths are the best thing about you. Yes, you're always going to have weaknesses. I still have weaknesses myself, and those weaknesses will change along the way. But if you can just focus on your strengths and really impress with those strengths, they're going to pick you in that side for your strength. They're not going to pick you for your weaknesses. So don't worry about your weaknesses when it comes to those big training sessions and those big games. You can go and work on your weaknesses outside of that. And we could talk about that in a later episode on work ethic and those sorts of things, but just focus on your strengths. Don't get down on yourself. Continue to stay positive and believe that you are there for a reason. Go and ask your coach why you're there. And that'll give you the confidence to go out there and absolutely smash it. I never had a coach that come up to me at that age and said, you're in this team for this reason. Go show us why we want to pick you. Like, imagine if you had a coach that come up and said that to you, I'd be like, holy shit, like he actually cares about me. He's talking to me. He's He wants to see what I can do. I've never had a coach that's done that. Like, And that's where I feel like a lot of the development in that area for coaches can be better because if you're a kid at that age and you're just trying to fit in and you're coming up against blokes that are better and older than you, a bit more experienced, bigger bodies, you need a little bit of reassurance sometimes. Yes, you need to hear about your negatives and what you need to work on, but the positives are going to have much more of an impact on that individual to go out and perform because football is a confident sport. If you're confident and you're feeling good, you're going to play well. Things are going to fall your way. If you're feeling a little bit flat, you're feeling 5% off and you just need a little bit of a boost, you can get that from a coach, but if you don't give it to them, they're not going to perform where they need to be and where you want them to be. So that would be my advice to any coaches out there that are listening, but also to the footballers, go and get off your ass, go and ask your coach, what what are you here for? And then go out and then deliver on that because you're all talented. You can all work hard. Now just go out and show them. And at the same time, stay fearless. <laughs>